podcast. Blurgoth, Blurgoth, he's our man. If he can't do it, fuck. I regret, I regret what I just did. Just so you know. <laughs> you know what you don't see either in the abyss or you know, hell? Janitors. They have no fucking janitors there. Who? <laughs> <laughs> it's the wacky wave waving in front of the wall. <laughs> All right, are we recording? Yes. yes. Is my mic hot? It's Welcome back to the second edition of Outside the Stat Block. I am no longer your father, but Thank your God. Uncle Ben. I'm Uncle Ben. Uncle oh. Rice? Uh, you guys. All right, I'm your co-host, Jesse. And I am co-host, Chris. <laughs> uh, we are a Dungeons & Dragons podcast where we take all of your known preconceptions oh, he said about it right D&D. This time. I did it right this time, guys. No preconditions here. Uh, all of your <laughs> known preconceptions, you know, your rules as written. Uh, we only follow the rule of cool over here, so we're going to... You know, throw all that aside and come at this from a different angle. Uh, and like Magic Missile, we're going to attack the darkness. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty good. Is that a reference? It is. What? There's a famous wizard that one time, his name was Galdstaff, Sorcerer <laughs> yes. of Light. Okay, please continue. Yes. Uh, I like where this is going. And while his uh, compatriot was locked away in this tavern uh, trying to get extremely drunk... He himself had to uh, solo the dungeon that he was in, and um, he thought uh, once he came across this magical darkness that he would use magic missile to strike down the darkness. (laughs) There any girls there? Is there any girls there? I want to do them. All right, there's an elf in front of you. Uh, the yeah, okay. Yeah, I think it's from the game Summoner, right? Yeah, it's a play on that game. Yep. All right, so it's like this 1990s game. All right. Well, okay. How about uh, I think I know what you guys are talking about now. Um, we'll put it on our Facebook if uh, you guys want to watch it. Uh, outside yeah, yeah. the stat, it's block. A great Just little video. Us. We're there. Uh, so uh, I got a topic I wanted to talk about today. All right. Uh, I wanted to go over. So uh, last episode we kind of went over like character creation. We got to kind of like envision this world and like what these worlds could possibly look like. Uh, and D and D kind of help, or the books generally help you out with that. But we want to kind of take a different look at it. So we'll go over a few of the basic things that are normally like different types of environments that are throughout you know a world that you either create or if you use like a pre-written, and uh, and then we'll s- come up with our own environments that we would like to throw in our games that could be a little bit more fun. All right. Uh, so, with that, uh, what are some normal things you're going to expect to see as you're, you know, adventuring around? What are you like your basics? Trees. Yeah, so, so like, thank your, you. your forests, there your trees. coastal, the uh, mountainous. Coastal, coastal trees. Like rocks and such. Rocks. Are they against the trees? Inside the trees. That's, uh, <laughs> that's not how biology works, Chris. But come on now. Yeah, so I guess the best way that you could look at it is just imagine where you live and then take away everything and just leave the, what is naturally there. Yeah. So if you're walking in this mountainous terrain, you're going to maybe have some trees on it, some loose falling rocks and boulders. If you're going you know, down into the plains, it may be marshy. I mean, you never know. So there's several different types of environments that you can use uh, throughout your campaign setting or you know your game you're running. Uh, and even large cities are, are going to be considered environments. 
Yeah. What right, is... Right. Uh, Chris, What do you have, like, this favorite... Like, where is your favorite place to go adventuring? Um, the, uh, like, really stereotypical, like, abandoned dwarven undercity. Oh, something beneath the surface? Yeah. Yes, this ancient dwarven, like, ruins. Yeah, I'm... Old civilization. I love that shit. What about you? You got any favorite places you like to trudge around in? Uh... I mean, I'm I'm always a big fan of forests just to, like, because you, you end up running into things that you haven't seen a lot of the times. You can, there's, like, sources to be creative, whether it's, like, building something out of wood, grabbing fur, building something out of, like, the fur or the skin or whatever. More of a naturalistic approach. Right, right. Uh, but, I mean, as far as, like, you know... Uh, like at actual exploring as a um, adventurer, then yeah, no, I, I mean, cave systems, I really like just because they're so unpredictable and you can find absolutely anything. Yeah, and if you're not paying attention, there will like a good DM will throw clues of what you're about to run into in front of you. Oh yeah, and, and like all the cool stuff that lives underground can kill you, and it's awesome. <laughs> I love you're that the one stuff. Dying. No, it's still cool. Oh yeah, rocks fall, right. party dies. <laughs> I meant mostly like the creatures, but yes, uh, that's a way to go, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I love the cavefish who drops down this big old loogie, yeah, right down bleh. the field that just you touch and just get stuck to, and then just sucks you up and chops your fucking limbs off. What is a cavefisher? Uh, it's a uh, like a crab. Oh, it's a. Uh, so you remember when we talked about the crab thing from last session? We got another crab thing. Oh, yes. we'll go lobster. Uh, lobster scorpion that drops a giant loogie. From the top of Sticky a cave, loogie. like a cavern, and like just, out of its mouth, it just like yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just this huge, long, dangly, teardrop, shiny fucking loogie, and people touch it and, and then it, go fishing, cave fisher, and they suck it back up. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a gr- okay. Mm, so this disgusting. Is Thank you. Yeah, they're, they're gross creatures. You all, and I'm glad that you guys, uh, you guys want to do that again. No. One more time? So nope. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Horrendous. I'm glad that we're here. Hey, fuck my arm. <laughs> yeah, I've always been pretty partial to uh, hook horrors myself. That's a little deeper. Oh yeah, uh, just this gross bird-looking flesh bird beetle with giant thing. Did you say hook claws for hands? Hook horror. Oh, okay. That's something outside. Yeah, no. Uh, so, uh, in any civ- like ancient dwarven civilization that you run into, you run into the hook whores, uh, this bandit of n- body selling prostitutes that you have to fend off. You know, I mean, you can't be going around and getting you know diseases. The paladin will fucking hate you. I mean, that's a, there's a lot of like preconceptions there. Like they could be very clean. It is the world. No, there's a lot profession. of pre. There's a lot of preconditions there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Also, they live underground. There's no way they're clean. <laughs> they, yeah, they are filthy, right? I mean, just covered in dust. The hook horse. You got to watch out uh, when you're going. Any next time you are traversing down in your dwarven civilization, uh, if you ever run across these old tattered parchments that have a stamp on them of this giant hook with a big kissy lips on it, that is a symbol of the hook horse. The, the sign of the watch hook horse. Yeah, watch out for them because they they much like um, sirens, they do have a call to them. Yeah, uh, Chris, you know that call. You do it pretty good. Yeah, let's hear it <laughs> one time. Chris, cue the hook horror call. Hey, girl, come here. Let's fuck. That's the adventure. What do you got, Chris? What's the what's the what's the response? Oh, <laughs> uh, I really, 
I, I, I don't know. I don't. I think I think this is some some ancient knowledge. Ben, you're gonna have to hit us with this one. Oh, let me de- dig deep down into my hook horror archive. <laughs> ah, careful! Don't be racist with the uh, accent. The, you know that's exactly the reason why I paused. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not be racist, guys. <laughs> uh, they speak. They probably speak Dwarvish, right? Yeah, sure. Um, Guten house, baby. Come here, Guten house. I don't know. I got nothing. Yo, girl, I like your voice. Let's do something. Guten house. You want sock a sock? Oh no. <laughs> yeah, how much? <laughs> All right, we've taken that joke exactly as far as it needs oh, to go. Man. Jesse just succumbed to the hook whores and he would have died in that situation. That is not <laughs> how you address them. You don't fall into their disguise and their traps. So moving uh, quickly so away that's from what's the, in underground. the underground. Yeah, yeah. other and environments. You have the loogie crabs and then the, I like the tundra. Like dime pieces with tundra. big racks that yeah. like No, 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 no. Tundra. What? We're on the tundra now. Oh, we're talking about tundras. Yes. Right. Um, so my favorite is like a tundra uh, where like there's all these really dark colored spiky mountainous rocks that point out. So it's like the very tops. The whole area is like the snow caps of like oh, mountains yeah. that you would see. It's all very rocky and you don't know where you're going to step. I love those areas, especially if you put in these like big giant like glacier blue ice areas. Oh, yeah. I fucking love it. That's my whole, that's my jam right there. Mm. Um, Not an often used environment either. No, and there, because no one generally, everyone stays general towards the center, so that way you have a lot of options. In the tundra, there's, there's not very many. Well, I don't know. What, what sort of options could you have in a tundra? I mean, you could have a whole shit ton of stuff in the tundra, like Goliath hook whores. Moving away. Uh, <clears throat> you just transpose like a regular society and just put it somewhere cold. Like, other than your various, you know, like, trees and things like that, that'd be missing. You'd have to, it'd be more snow-based. But you could have, like, an entire civilization up there. You can implement, like, water travel in the tundra. There's just, you, stay, uh, you have to do it a little differently because everything's frozen. Right, yeah. Maybe you have, like, uh, the civilization constantly has to go out and break up all the ice. And yeah. Yeah issues with that um you could also even go in even a more fantastical route and like just entire like castles made of ice yeah that'd be super dope but or cavern systems made of ice or underground and it gives you the opportunity as a as a dm to like reflavor fucking every creature in the book just be like well they live in the snow now you're gonna have to use yetis right absolutely i mean yeah Uh, i mean you can probably be a little more creative so there are these Four-armed gorillas. I... Yes. No. I hate these things. Uh, I don't remember the name off the top of my head. I don't either, but Um, fuck (laughs) them. I think it's a Gorgilla Apeman. Gorgilla Apeman. Apeman. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, uh, so um, Mr. and Mrs. Apeman, a long time ago, reproduced and created the species, the, uh, the Gorgilla Apeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they terrorize the tundra all the time. There are these large four-armed gorillas. Um, the the downside is is uh, their second chin acts as their stomach, uh, so everything just gets filled up in there. So when they yell, it's just like all the sloshing, like gross stuff that just goes all over the place. They're called gorallans. That's the one. Yeah, gorallan apemans. I admit I mixed it up a little. Gorala apemans. Yes. Uh, and then when they like, they ha- make this real loud cry that you can hear forever. That just sounds like, rawr. 
Roar. Yeah, their intimidation skill really sucks, but their ability to beat the <laughs> fuck out of you with your four yeah. arms is amazing. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's there's definitely a, like a fucking little guy that we can squash with like bug. Imagine that rock. Rawr. Imagine the one go- gorilla that learned common and like. <laughs> He was just solo living in his ice cave, and like someone comes around and like throws a fucking rock at him. He's just like, "Hey, leave me alone! Why?" Uh. <laughs> and then he has to get up and promptly beat that ass. <laughs> the the ass don't don't don't. He's like this fabled creature that lives on top of the mountains from a nearby village, and everyone thinks he fucking terrorizes everyone, but he just wants to be left the fuck alone. Yeah, the uh, the ass beating thing is kind of why I I dislike them. There's some there's some past game PTSD there. <laughs> ah, he ran into uh, Francis, the fabled gorilla that gorilla that lives at the top of the mountain one too many times. Yeah, I ran into a, a whole pack of them in Chult playing fucking Tomb of Annihilation, mm. and they beat the shit out of our party. Yeah, they w- they will probably do that. <laughs> Um, what would be the weirdest place that you would just walk into into like this weird environment so those are kind of like basics and we played on them a little bit but like what would be the weirdest place to just find your character um okay so you uh you're coming up on a path right and the tree line ends and you're going a little higher and uh, towards the top of this hill in the distance, before you breach the actual peak, right, you see the smoke coming up, and actually the climate is getting warmer and warmer, as if you're about to breach, like, the top of a volcano area. So you come over this hill, and there's a smoke and steam, and you just... And then you come closer, and then as the steam dissipates, you just see, like, a gremlin orgy like happening with hot tubs and like all around i think that is probably the weirdest kind of like a hot springs walking into yes. type deal with yeah and gremlins then, and then you just walk into oh can we use gremlins is that yeah is, anyway, you can use whatever you want <laughs> no that's just a word oh okay cool <laughs> then hobbits so there no i'm just kidding <laughs> so is is I that is I'd that prefer. the pervasive theme for the day is it ridiculously raunchy sex things First it was farts, now it's that. I thought we weren't going to mention that this session, Chris. Let's stay away from that. We're a little more highbrow than that. Are come we? On, come on, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but you said, the, you said the weirdest thing. That's That was the weirdest thing that popped in my head. But I could just picture yeah. my character being like, who's there? Oh, oh God. Oh, turn around. Turn around. Run. <laughs> no, God, no. All right, so after you... My eyes! And after you survive for five minutes. <laughs> after you survive the loogie-like cave fissures in the cave system and then work your way into this ancient dwarven civilization where Gutenhausen lives, and then you work your way out into this frozen tundra to deal with a yeti, you come across this forest as you're leaving the tundra, and it's just a bunch of sex gremlins in this hot tub-like area, this hot springs area. And then after that, Chris, we are going to... Uh, you're going to turn around and haul ass back through the forest, uh, and unbeknownst to you, at a certain point, you don't really recognize it because you're traveling so quickly through the forest, but once you finally get far enough away, you stop and you slow down and you realize that the forest is suspiciously brighter and more verdant than, uh, than you remember it being, and oh, surprise, you're in the Feywild. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> that happens sometimes. Fact, yes. <laughs> you just mess mysteriously fucking... Mysteriously. That's, that's not a word. <laughs> mysteriously walk through like this this portal to the Feywilds. Uh, it happens depending on like forest you go in, if you want to throw it in there. I mean... Uh, so when we're talking about the Feywilds, so all the things we've uh, mentioned so far have been just, you know, normal, kind of normal uh, things, <laughs> environments that you would see, but there are all of these worlds outside of, you know, the one that you would run, normally run your game in, and they're known as the Plains, and there are so many of them. Um, so when you say Plains... Um and you say there's other worlds, they're not, it's not like a solar system, right? It's, it's yeah, it's not like, I mean, you can think about it as a series of planets. Okay. Uh, that is one way you can think about it. It but makes it a little easier to conceptualize. You wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't see these planets in the sky, right? right? They would right. just be super far away. Um, it's and like interdimensional travel almost. Like yeah, if you it's think like going, it, to yeah, a, going to a whole new universe, like right. a whole new area. Right. Um, and there are, and some of these areas are connected. So the normal, like if if we consider our living on Earth, uh, the the plane is yeah. going to be the material plane, material. right? Um, and then uh, immediately outside of that, you have the Feywilds, which was just mentioned, and then the Shadowfell, and they are attached to the material plane. Uh, the Shadowfell just is like this dark inverse of the material terrible. plane. It's terrible. It's terrible. Castle awful. on the normal plane, and you saw a castle in the Shadowfell. The castle may be a dark, mysterious mountain. Um, and then the Feywilds takes that more into like a fantastical, like mystical place, like where there's the unicorns, the pixies, the fairies, the you know, the yeah. more nature-based area. But so yeah, you're running through the forest after leaving. You probably got Fern to Fern Gully. Probably got to yes. There you go. That's what Fern, I picture. Fern Gully yeah, is probably a good Gully. example. Uh, pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that was a great reference. Oh, thanks. Yeah, not a problem. Sometimes you do something right. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Williams as a bat. I forgot about the bat, Robin Williams. Yeah. Yep. If I could do a Robin Williams accent right now, I would. All I, all I remember about that movie is me being oh, very man. scared of trucks afterwards. Like, bulldozers <laughs> and shit. They made, I don't know how they made a mechanical, like a vehicle like that look so intimidating in a movie to a child. <laughs> Overall, solid flick. Um, Old school. So Chris, you, do you have any idea what we're talking about? Uh, yes, I know what Fern okay, Gully I'm is. just making sure. <laughs> and as you are running through this forest after leaving the hot spring gremlin sex party you find yourself transported to this mysterical Feywild where you run into all of these fantastical creatures but none more special than the four-headed bear have you seen a four-headed bear a four-headed bear so a bear that has like a giant forehead somehow i knew that's what you were going to say what, what? i wanted it to not be that's true what- that you would say a four-headed bear? A four-headed bear, yes. Yeah, that's... I mean, I didn't know, but... Like, yeah, no, like, his head is like a top hat, but it's all still his skull and flesh. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when we were talking about druids, like, shape-shifting, or wild-shaping, like, changing into an animal form. Oh, it's yeah, It's like yeah. a druid that did that, but he was wearing, wearing a top helmet. hat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> top hat. <laughs> <laughs> Even just an extra piece, just flat skin. You could have breakfast on that if he laid down. Right, he's he's, he's the forebearer, <laughs> the I, mystical four-headed bear. I hate all of this. <laughs> Can you hear my suffering, viewers? Can you oh, hear it's listeners? Not, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's a it's a. I'm slowly bear. dying. Okay, I'll stop. But once you leave the Feywilds and you leave the forebearer. <laughs> 
There was more to it. All no, right, that's okay. All right. No, I uh, and I was just thinking about it. I want to walk in into a giant fucking beehive. Just this massive layer that is a massive uh, beehive with all these uh, fucking bees running around. Nope, 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 nope. That nope, is nope, something nope, I'm nope. going to spring on you guys. Nope. Probably within the next few hours. Nope, nope, yeah, nope. Because nope, I just nope, came nope, up nope, with it and nope. I fucking love it. Nope. Yeah, bees but, everywhere. But they like, yo, they like dope ass bees though. No, you don't know. You can't speak fucking bee though. I yeah, hate. But they tiny. No. I you know, hate bees. They they write in the Why sand do you hate, and stuff. What's wrong with bees? It. Uh, they it provide is, honey and It is my spray. one fear. Like my one irrational, like pointless phobia is it's bees. It's probably the worst thing to tell your DM. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you just have this whole. How are you? You're gonna have to learn the bee language. You're gonna have to learn how to fucking make honey. I picture bees like speaking like they're beatboxing. <laughs> well, learning learning the bee language. <laughs> it is is not a vocal language. It's, it's, they beat their wings or something, probably. They right? step. Oh, oh, there you go. Oh, like stomp the yard. No, not. I mean, he, come on, it's pretty close. There was a strong communicated no, message yes. throughout that film. <laughs> I think we watched different movies. It was. It was uh, treat everyone with respect and then stomp the fucking yard. Yeah, that's. I mean, I guess that's. I mean, that's how bees communicate. That's what, that's what you said. I don't. I don't think so. Well, that's the yard. that's not stepping. That's slapping yourself. That's stomping the yard. And that is not how bees communicate. That's stomping the yard. Though. Okay, well, that's then we are on very different planes here. I think you should go read a book, Chris, because you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the rest of this cast will be conducted by these two because apparently I have to read a book. <laughs> Oh, uh, I love you, Chris. So, like, <laughs> is it just is it just like getting stung by a bee, or was like like why? What's your what's your fear of bees? Um, is it the as a child, I was like horrifically. It, it's not. It's like bees, wasps, all various flying, buzzy, sting- flying stinger things. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. As a child, my sandbox was infested with the uh, shitty wasps that live underground. Ah. Uh. Rough, and I did not figure that out until you I decided on to play. Yeah, step play in the sandbox and stepped on them, and I was stung many, many, many times, and it sucked, and I hated it. Oh god, that is so rough. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, man. I don't. I'm not a big fan of the flying stinging bugs, but like if they're around, I'm probably just gonna like sit there and just take it. Like, yeah, you won. Intimidation um, rule successful. Yeah, I usually just chill and like I might wave a hand if they get too close, but. I'm not like no, but don't get me wrong. I'm still like I have irrational fears of my own. Yeah, and like that, you guys, <laughs> you guys know exactly what that is. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not gonna. Do you want me to like tell oh, everyone yeah. your irrational fear <laughs> of spiders? That's true. That's absolutely <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I will act like a child if I. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big boy. I'm a big beefy boy, <laughs> and I will run like a scared little child if you, you should have seen it the other day there was a spider like the size of my thumb on the floor at work oh <laughs> i just leave them alone like as long as they're not making like this huge oh, I just got <laughs> as long as they're not making like a huge web mess like everywhere if they're just like kind of tucked in a very small corner with a very small like network of webs there i just let them chill yeah but spiders are badass and i like the idea of spiders just every time i see them i feel them all over my body and i must get away (laughs) good yes good thing our current campaign enemy is a bunch of drow Mm -hmm. yeah 
Just, I mean, yeah, just wait. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. I can picture Couple it in hours. my head, and I'm fine. <laughs> hmm. I'm fine. Like when we're playing, he's fine. Playing he says, games. nervously rubbing his head and checking for spiders. <laughs> Shut up. They don't. Nobody needs to know this. Cut this part out, please. <laughs> uh so I'm not like I don't have a, like a particular insect or, or really any animal that I have an irrational fear of. I mean, I think a, a fear of tigers is very rational. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, more like one of my biggest things is fucking falling down. I fucking hate falling down so bad. Only because I like I'm a very large person and I like watching videos of large people falling down because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> so when it does happen, I want like people to laugh, but it takes me so long to fall. Like, it's not just, <laughs> I don't just like, I'm not just like standing and then boom on the ground. No, I am like flailing arms everywhere. Oh, yep. Like Going, trying to grasp no, for no, things. No, 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 Yeah. And You're since the- I work in the kitchen, I have the slippery walk-in floor, slippery, oh, yep. slippery walk-in fridge. So That's every okay. time I go in there, I'm like fucking ice skating. Here, let me make it worse for you. Uh, every time you're about to fall, just start playing Ave Maria in your head. <laughs> oh, God, no. How's that go? Ave Maria. Oh my god, <laughs> that was really bad. I'm sorry, everyone. No, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah. yeah, tune in next time. No, no. no. So, uh, back to environments. Yeah, yeah. What were we talking about? Something uh, about some D and D bullshit. No, we were gonna go into this giant fucking beehive. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, we got yeah, to beehive, yeah. and then I lost my shit. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, your worlds can really like uh, just go as far as your you know imagination can take you. However, you want to present your world, just yeah, you know, do it that way. I mean, you're gonna run into several different fucking you know environments. Try not to just stick to like forests, and mountains, and Shadowfell. <laughs> like our current campaign <laughs> but that's okay it'll soon change that's right well and the other thing uh a personal uh thing for me is dms often avoid water a lot and i don't know use water more use the ocean more the yeah. ocean is gigantic and scary and full of creatures i know that naval travel sucks to dm and it sucks to you like be in as a player and swimming is terrible but Work around it. There is an entire like chunk of Make Battle Sharks a race. Yeah. Make Battle Sharks a race. That's the name of that game, right? Battle Sharks? Battle Toads. No, 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 no. I know the Battle Toads one. But you know the shark people? Street Sharks? Street Sharks. That's the one. That's an old cartoon from the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just let your players be street sharks. But yeah, make more use of the ocean. The ocean is cool and it doesn't get used a lot. And if you get bored with it and your players get bored with it, then just kill them with a kraken or something and move on. And describe the environments well, please. It's something that I'm still, uh, as a DM, <laughs> working on, and I think I'm doing better at. But uh, there will be times that I will not describe the world well that the players are in, and then they'll do something, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, no, okay, hold on. Let me explain what's happening. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, also- and I will feel like I failed. <laughs> And also, don't feel that you have to describe every like. There's a five day travel. Don't feel like you have to describe oh, f- every oh, yeah. fucking detail Please for that that five days. Yeah, just do a quick. You go through here, through here, through here. If you see something in between, you see something in between. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like if there's if there's something that they would see that is of note to like the world or your story, like 
obviously make sure to point that out. But this isn't the Tolkien world. I don't need to know the story behind every twig and leaf on every tree we pass. I don't need that. <laughs> oh, you got into, uh, you went one mile, and now instead of the forest smelling like bear poo, it smells like wolf poo. Excuse me, that was me, the forebearer. I have come here to grant you knowledge and wisdom. Which do you seek? <laughs> oh, shit, look at the size of his head. <laughs> Hey, no mind to that. This is just all of the knowledge that I possess. Don't mind the smell. I want to steal a Bo Burnham bit for this and just edit in a bunch of gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the size of that thing. <laughs> oh. Excuse me. Eyes up here, please. But I think... <laughs> it was a penis joke. That, yes. <laughs> very very good. Awesome. Okay. All right. <laughs> I had something and it's it's gone now. Lost to the ether. I and? ruined it. And? And? And now welcome to the segment where we take your questions about Dungeons and Dragons from the internet and you listeners and now that uh, shit, I fucked up on the same spot again. <laughs> same spot as last time. Just uh, practice at home. Uh, yes. Where we take questions about Dungeons and Dragons from the internet. And you listeners, talking to the mic, Ben. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we answer them, uh, OTSB edition. Uh, so uh, we pulled a couple of questions, and we're going to take a look at that. At, look, bleh, words. Words not coming we're out. We're going to answer some of y'all questions. What's OTSB stand for again? Uh, outside outside it's the, the stat, stat block. block. I can never tell. Pew, 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 pew. Okay, that hurt. Um, I know, I saw you flinch, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can never tell if you ask that because you legitimately forget or because you're just trying to set up to plug the name again. Uh, plug in the name, always. <laughs> <laughs> Find us. Like, share, subscribe. <laughs> we're not we're not at the outro yet. You don't need to put you don't need to push that hard. Uh, if they've made it this far, they know who we are. <laughs> Uh, so our uh, the first question we have are how do you handle players missing a game session? Uh, so you could do this in a couple ways. There's, yeah, there's a couple ways for this. Mm-hmm. Um, Kill them. Yes, delete them <laughs> from your friend, friends list. Unfollow, unsubscribe, yeah. unlike. <laughs> Just get rid of them. Block. No. <laughs> um, so uh, generally, Hide what the I body do in the ocean. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, spilled Red Bull all over myself. I'm a fucking adult. <laughs> uh, so basically, what I do is uh, I take it. I, it does change, but I have a general like formula, and that is the player, the character that is in the game session, you know, sees the whole story, is with the party the whole time, doesn't learn anything additional, but that the party doesn't know, and they're just put in this invulnerable bubble that goes invisible. Yep. They get yes. super tiny, and they just follow the party around, and they just see and hear everything. Yep. And, they just clamor and, um, onto the coattails. They're, they're right. completely you know, out of the session. Um, but the overall gist is that they're there, see and hear everything. Yep. Yes. Uh, the other That's approach... The easy, easiest way to do this, uh, to do it as a DM, is just to have them follow... Yep. All then the at the beginning of the next session. Hey, yeah, <laughs> tell the, him what yeah. exactly what happened, everybody. Yeah, here's now, what you missed. <laughs> if your party is like real method, I know that could throw a wrench into that. Mm. But um, uh, like if they're super down to just you know be in like deep character as they can, and they just feel that it's not going to be okay, you can leave them in there and role play that character for them. 
making general decisions, not you know major ones. Using yep. them in combat a little bit if they need help, uh, and you know some of their basics. I'm sorry to interrupt, but on a serious note, Ben, like hats off. Like I've, uh, I it that intimidates me taking control of another character and like trying to RP them the way that the character like the person would RP them that isn't there that day. But Ben, you do such a like tremendous job. He's very good. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. See, I I've always viewed that as kind of a fun little uh like nothing nothing mean spirited, but it's always a fun way to just make little jabs at like really obvious overarching like character uh like traits. Like if you if you you know, you have a player who plays a character who's like a little neurotic. In my head as a DA, it's like it's a little fun to just yes. dial that up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. No, that's ab- yeah, absolutely. It's normally if you're an asshole, you are just total dickhead. Yeah. the entire time, just big mega <laughs> super dickhead, and you start a fight with people and die. No, mm-hmm. no. Ooh. So there's a, there's an interesting one as far as the uh, like the the line between the invulnerable bubble or the super method take them into combat how would how would you handle like the potential for the death of a character you're playing because their player's not there ooh good question uh it would have to be a tpk okay it would have to be a whole party kill so you would you would intentionally like keep them out of harm's way both as a don't, player and as a dm don't get me wrong i have had players die in my game and have wanted to or no have players not show up for a session and have definitely wanted to kill their character and just said oh you died sorry you're not playing anymore <laughs> <laughs> i have had those players which is a great way to get rid of somebody if you hate like confrontation like that um <laughs> or just talk to them yeah <laughs> that's the best that's way. the respectful thing to do yeah because they're just going to roll a new character and you're going to be like, ah, oh, fuck, i got to go. No, you just say, you say, oh, it. no, you're dead. Sorry. You're, you're dead. You're out. <laughs> this is that uber hard game mode on all yeah, the video this games. Is, this right, is, this right. is nightmare mode. Nightmare. Yeah. Yep. You only get one shot, one opportunity. <laughs> just let it all hang And out. there's vomit on his sweater already. Yep. Beholder spaghetti. Beho- oh, that was, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I just picture all the noodles being the little small tentacles that hold the eyes. Yes. Oh, you're we welcome. to keep freestyling. No. So, but yeah, but that's generally your uh, your thing. Is it would have to be like a TPK, or you're trying to boot someone from the table you don't like? Yeah, no, I I mean I'd do the first one. I, it would take a lot for me to. I, I I think I oh man, as much as uncomfortable as that would be, I think I would just like kick a player out like person to oh, person yeah. before yeah. I kill off their player. Now one more one more follow up for this one sure. is how would you ha- how would or do you handle uh, experience dispersion? Assuming you're playing with points and not milestones. Everyone gets the same. For me, uh, I'm also a new DM and it's it's like, so I do a, uh, I do a campaign that has milestones um, for the fact that it's easier for me to plan and make sure I have the story like going yeah. well and because um, I want players to have fun at the table. So I'm like, okay, that's an aspect I can get into later on right now so that I can control, like I can have uh, a better idea of what I want to plan. Um, I can do this in a way where yeah. I don't have to worry about About that. keeping everybody right. at that line. However, if I was doing it the XP way, being new, um, I would make sure everybody was at the same marker so that everybody levels up at the same time and everything. 
However, if I was more experienced, um, it I can see it being a beneficial way of keeping people coming, like and and you know, oh, not, yeah. not like having a little more respect to the fact that you've committed yourself to a game. So go to the game, yeah. <laughs> instead of just being like, "Bah, well, my friends want to go out drinking tonight, so I'm gonna go drink with my friends." And it's like, "Oh, okay, cool. You don't get the experience from this round." Yep. You know, what do you think, Ben? Like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, because <laughs> I've I've played in games where like uh, the DM said, you know, if you if you miss a session, you you don't get any XP. Mm-hmm. The only time that becomes a problem. In my experience, is when you have a really long-running campaign. In my experience, I get it. Is when you have a really long-running <laughs> campaign, uh, and then there's lots of you know various uh, like peaks and dips of attendance. You can wind up with a game where the experience gap is gigantic, mm-hmm. and that's that's rough. But I guess it kind of falls under that same blanket of like it incentivizes you to you know fucking show up and commit to this thing especially in a long-running campaign like you've been doing it long enough if it's the same fucking night every week right you should know but i mean if you have people that aren't coming then uh in my eyes to me it would mean that they're not having that much fun and i think that is uh, i think better than punishing them them. this game is fun you come (laughs) and you play the game it's fun game you come and play yeah, I think I think if there's an issue of attendance, I don't care if you're level three and the rest of the party is eighteen. You fucking try. You roll that twenty, damn it. You fucking deal that one d four plus one damage. Exactly. Hide in the bushes. I would say, yeah, hide them. in the bushes. Let him kill one thing. You and be then creative. Level up. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ever play MMOs? That's called power leveling, son. You don't show up. You're punished. Minus a hundred experience. Just do some fucking uh, I don't know Eldritch Blast from the trees or something. <laughs> you show up. 10,000 experience and 1d4 magical items off the table. You keep them coming. You just make them overpowered, separating from that level 3 person. And then I'll point <laughs> and laugh at him. So since we have no... we have uh, so we're Because he wasn't later. fast enough on the playground. What? <laughs> 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 no one picked him on the t-ball team? Aww. He's, he's a little loser kid sitting in the corner. Yeah, fuck that kid. Alright. Yeah. Fucking nerd. Uh, Sucks to be you, nerd. Uh, so, hey, we got another question. Okay. Oh, all, all right. right. Uh, my players recently befriended a giant crab. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, they took it to the blacksmith and customized a short sword so it could hold it in its claw. How do I make it more defensible as they grow in levels? I mean... First off, good job, good job players. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I fucking love that. <laughs> Frightening a giant crab. That's also. And then taking it to the fucking blacksmith. What's this blacksmith gonna say? <laughs> okay, so they're like, how do we make it more defensible? Um, first off, let's cover up one of its fucking giant claws and put a weapon on it instead of giving it armor. Like, wouldn't the first, if you want it more defensible? Well, I, I think I think this is the uh, a question from the perspective of the DM. Right. Okay. Right. No. Also, you got to think. All right. So, uh, a giant crab doesn't like just give the actual size. So, like in terms of what a giant crab would look like, I think they're it's medium like a medium sized size crab. Right. So exactly. you're if you're gonna compare this giant crab to anything, it's gonna be like a, a, a really large dog. Yeah. Right. Like it's all it's That's gonna be like I a person thinking. size, but yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's gonna be more like shorter to the ground. 
and, yeah. and wide. So this is a big fucking crab, right? And if a crab is going to scale to that level, I think the hardness of its carapace is also going to scale. It's also going to scale, yeah. So armor may not be the first thing that they're going to have to worry about. Yeah. they got to figure out how to find this gnomish engineer that can fucking craft a sword that it can hold in its claw. Why not use the fucking claw? Why not use That's the, what I'm wh- saying. Yeah, like reinforce the claws. Yeah. Because you're... Are, are you teaching this crab how to appropriately use a sword? Listen, listen. <laughs> I'm listening. Bear traps. Oh, you yeah! You the claws with bear traps. That's not bad. I like oh. that. And then it goes around and just clamps the fuck out of somebody, and they're stuck there. Huh. Man, that's rough. That's, uh So, okay, what's what would be better, like, having it, having a uh, blunt... Um, like as in like uh, uh, something that they can just crush with their claw, sharpening the edges so that they can like a scissor just chop things, or like you said, having a bunch of spikes like oh, from yeah. a bear trap. Which so, one is better? Uh, I, I think mean, they're all effective. They're right? all effective. I think it's a matter of what like what is your you know your tactical intention for the crab. My tactical intention for that crab? Yeah, craft a wand it can use. Oh no. I'm going to have this as a fucking wizard I mean, crab. Just like on a very easy note, my tactical uh, idea for it would just to be slay motherfuckers. Kill shit. So however that happens, just <laughs> get it to kill shit. I'm, it's your dog that you're sicking on shit. <laughs> I'm imagining you said give it wands and now I'm imagining Clouth the red dragon except it's a crab. Not only do you give it wands, you, t- you give a wand at each claw so that yeah. it can use... And then you put a fucking saddle on that thing, and you, and you ride, ride into battle yeah. on top of this fucking wand-shooting crab. You just created your fucking fantasy mech warrior right there, yeah. buddy. There you so go. How, do you, how, do, how does the saddle sit? Sideways or straightforward? Because crabs I think it would sideways. more just be like a carpet that you stand on. Like Yeah. It's so, not an actual... It just like some somewhere... So you, get, platform, you, get, you get some non-skit on there. You get yeah. some non-skit on its back. <laughs> get some non-slip shoes. Yeah, get an anti-slip mat and just fucking... Yeah. No, that's that's something. Cast transmogify, and you know, yeah, make it work. So now here's here's the other thought. So like you have this crab. Presumably they befriended it with some kind of like animal speech ability. Oh yeah, yeah. No. So yeah, like assuming that's a constant in the party, then I suppose the the intention for the crab, uh, it wouldn't have to be like either just train it to do one thing or train it to, you could just have it essentially function as a, as another party member. Yeah. You, they recruited Dr. Zoidberg. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> Can anyone do the Dr. Zoidberg? I, I was no. thinking about trying. I was but thinking I don't about know, it, but I don't, I, I, I don't, I can't remember how it sounds. It's, uh, it's really, fuck. I'm trying to think of something to say. Yeah. I'm trying to, this is going to be terrible. Greetings, I'm Dr. Zoidberg. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. that really terrible... That's not that bad. <laughs> it's that really ter- terrible, like, stereotypic... Oh, Dr. Zoidberg. That's a little too much marbles in the mouth. I don't know. I think it sounds good. It sounds like your tongue is the size of a fucking... You, you say tomato, <laughs> I say a feast yeah. for the gods. Uh, why not Zoidberg? <laughs> no, I don't fucking know. I can't do his voice. <laughs> yeah, every, everybody can do that. That's fucking Curly Hauer. <laughs> oh, shit. So, uh, you befriended Dr. Zoidberg. You, you give him some Do- level. Yeah. You give the giant crab levels and cleric. He teach you how to use a mace, which would just be its claw. <laughs> and then you attach a bear trap 
the spiked bear trap onto the other one. That's got to be a war cleric then. Oh, yeah. War crab. 100% war crab. I don't hate it. I don't either. What about spikes on the bottom of its legs? Hmm. Like one single spike that it can dig into the oh, ground. Or no. it has cleats. Like to hold its position? Right. Yeah, so, no, yeah. I'm thinking, you, you got me. So, like, the crab legs, they're already pretty pointed. That's kind of that same, but, like, reinforced, like, horseshoes almost. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, has, so they can just fucking... like a giant metal... Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Oh, when it walks across glass. Oh, shit. We didn't think about that. What? This thing can't walk forward. Who's this going to shoot its fucking wands at as you're standing on top of it? You're coming at this from an angle. Yeah, but I mean, okay, well, so so a crab's uh, claws are also pointing to the left and to the right. So if it has <laughs> one in the right hand, it can shoot to the left. Oh, and it, so yeah, the one okay. on the left. So I mean, the only place it's vulnerable really is ooh right behind it. Mm. Yeah, but that's and, what you're on top of it. Yeah, you got to ride backwards, probably directly in front of it. Reverse cowgirl style. To, no, it can. It can. It can. It can they can come out. out. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, you got another one for us, Ben? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is in the basement of a cloud giant's castle in the sky? A thousand foot drop into onto the planet. Next question. <laughs> How do you make undead scarier? <laughs> <laughs> With descriptive words. Next question. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. How do you make a cloud giant's basement scarier? <laughs> With undead and a thousand foot drop. Fuck. No, no, wait. Too much rapid fire. Back up. I like both of those. All right, so how do you make undead scarier? Um, that is something you could probably do through either, like Jesse said, like actual description or uh, just kind of tweaking them a little. You may. Oh, um, environmental music. I know, uh, like, so it's not everybody's thing, but I mean, if you're describing something that's supposed to be, like, eerie, and you throw a little bit oh, yeah. of very low, eerie music in the background, like, it can definitely add to the... Uh, the atmosphere, the yeah, atmosphere. you hit him with yeah. that mood music. Right, right, exactly. And, I mean, I think that can help. And then as long as you're, you know, even mediocre at describing things, if you... At least, like, have a little list of, like, these are the, like, I hate it. Okay. I hate it. Oh. What do you hate? It's too... It makes too much goddamn sense. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're not... Okay. Yeah, I forgot. We're just... I mean... We joke first and answer serious second. (laughs) Had a lot of serious answers here. That's not what we're about. How do you make undead scarier? You make that fucking crab that you're mounting fucking undead. That's how you do it. That's sad. That's not scary. Oh, that's. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm just strolling down Main Street, gonna hit Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, fucking undead crab with that's a fucking true. wizard yeah, mounting I... it, running down the street at you. Oh, that's what you're saying. I thought yeah. you meant your friend turns undead. That your friend the crab, your friend Crabtree. Yeah, it's, nope, he's a that's lich. Something. He's a lich. <laughs> a lich on top of an undead crab Ugh. that wields wands. That's yeah, how see, you make that's how scary. you that's how you make it scarier yeah. is you just make more things undead. Yeah, you, you throw a demi lich in there because demi liches are so much fun. Oh, do you God. know what a demi lich is, Jesse? Don't do uh, that. To, don't do that to your players. I mean, I know what a lich is, so I'm guessing a demi lich is like a like a god powered. Well, a lich is already like god powered. <laughs> it's uh, it's represented as this uh, skull, and the skull has gems in its eyes, 
Right. And it has so many fucking powers. Yeah. Ooh. It is ridiculous. All right. They're bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so just picture like a lich that has ascended beyond okay, that yeah. form and just turn into the skull. They yeah. can do a whole bunch of shit. Super fun to play with. Or uh, a Sararak, because fuck you and everyone in like a five mile radius of you. No idea what that is. Oh, he is um, the lich. Oh, okay. Like, Mr. Big Dick himself. Like, Oh, actually, should we describe what a lich is? Like, yeah, real sure. Quick, yeah, sure, real there quick. is a... Um, so, let's say you're a wizard. Right? Let's say quick, though. Okay, so... <laughs> a, 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 a lich is a, a wizard or someone that wanted to transcend beyond, into an immortal form and did so in a very undead process yeah. where they took magic, combined it with a, a chemical process, and... Uh, stored their living essence into this phylactery or this object which uh store is as long as that remains they are immortal they are immortal it's it's the, the idea of ascension yeah. you know yeah. if you think of ascending like that's like taking all of your essence into a higher form that's just pure yeah. energy but this is pure magical energy mm-hmm. and yeah no they're they're lethal to say the least <laughs> Even more so on a medium-sized undead crab. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lich crab. There we go. A lich crab. Yes. Wrath of the lich crab. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Uh, I feel so dirty now. I don't know why. If only there was, like, a spell to keep crabs away. I needed that in college. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Uh, uh, and and with that, <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> All right. Um, well, hey, uh, if you've made it this far, uh, thanks again for uh, coming and checking us out and listening to today's episode. Um, you can find us on Twitter at OTS Block. Uh, on, on Facebook uh, outside the stat block uh, if you have any questions for us that you'd like to answer you can shoot them over to our uh, Gmail outside the stat block at gmail.com uh, I am Ben and I hope you guys have a wonderful evening and I am Chris and I am just deeply thankful for everybody that's put up with this so far and been supportive and mm-hmm. you know all that you guys are great Thank you so much. Yeah, no, uh, seriously, uh, we're we're all surprised and a little taken back by the uh, tremendous amount of positive uh, feedback that we got from our very first episode that we put out there. So thank you all uh, so much. Um, if you do enjoy our content, please t- uh, share it with a friend, share it on social media, any platform that you have. Um, do us big solid uh, through that. Tweet us out there. All that good, good stuff. Um, well, uh, my name is Jesse, and this is Outside the Stat Blog signing off. Bye. Oh my, I need to find something new. <laughs> yes, please. Mm.